morning, everyone. My name is DJ Martin, church pastor here at Parker Ford Church. It's great to have you with us in our Sunday morning pre-recorded worship at home service. Today we're continuing our series through the book of Proverbs that we're calling A Word to the Wise. And today's topic is on counterfeit wisdom. In the book of Proverbs, there's uh, these two voices that are presented to us, Lady Wisdom and Lady Folly. And today we're going to be looking at Lady Folly and some of the the false narratives, the, the teachings that she gives that would lead us astray. Throughout this morning's service, we want to invite you to engage the questions and scriptures through conversation and or journaling, especially if you're alone. alone. This is meant to be an interactive service. So throughout the morning, you're going to pause And when you see an asterisk on your screen on the slide, that's your clue that this is a chance for you to pause and have a conversation with those around you. Or if you're alone, take a moment and write down thoughts or questions that come to mind. Christians have always believed that Jesus, through his abiding spirit, walks with us through every situation in every day. There is no moment that is not a sacred moment because every moment is an opportunity to abide and walk with Jesus. Today, as you engage with our church at home service, take a moment to acknowledge the presence of Jesus in your home. This is your first opportunity to pause the video and reflect. Invite the Lord's presence into your home. Give thanks to the Lord for your home, your family, friends, community for his love, salvation, and presence. Now as we continue, I want to invite you to stand and we're going to read together Psalm 100. So would you read this out loud with me, the first few verses of Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. You can have a seat. This morning, once again, we're continuing our series in the book of Proverbs, A Word to the Wise. And this, teachings, uh, this morning's teaching is titled Counterfeit Wisdom. But before we go into the teaching portion of our service, I have an activity for you to engage in as families. If you're like my family, you enjoy play, playing hide and seek. So if you're a family with children, pause the video and play one round of hide and seek. Let the youngest person in your family be it and hide if they're old enough to do that. Or the youngest child who's old enough to hide. And then as a family, go and seek together that child and see how fast you can find them. In life, there are some things that we should seek and there are some things that we should avoid. So have a conversation before you begin this sermon. Have a conversation about one thing that you think you should seek in life and one thing you think you should avoid or hide from in your own life. So this is your chance to pause, do this fun activity, and then join us for the morning's teaching. 
well, that was probably the first time you've ever played hide-and-seek during a worship service and not been yelled at by your parents. So I hope that was a lot of fun. I remember uh, getting into some trouble when I was a kid at my home church in St. Louis playing hide-and-seek. Um, but the reason why I wanted to do that is because there's these two voices that are crying out to us in the book of Proverbs. There's Lady Folly and Lady Wisdom, and they're both seeking us. And one we're meant to hide from, and one we're meant to also seek. Before we get into today's scripture, let's pause and let's pray together and invite the Lord to speak through his word to us today. Jesus, we know that you are the source of all wisdom, and we know that you are calling out to your children and your disciples In the book of Proverbs, that's described with these words that does not wisdom call out. We know that you called your first disciples saying, come follow me. And you continue to call out to us today in that same way. Come follow me and I will make you. So Lord, make us into something new as we follow you and speak through your word to us today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Counterfeit wisdom in our series of Word to the Wise. Today we'll be in Proverbs chapter 7, focusing on verses 21 to 27. I'll also be reading a little bit from the first part of the chapter. Just for a review, as we've been walking through this series, we've been talking about wisdom as more than simply factual information. Wisdom is birthed out of trials and discipline. You can only become wise by going through the fires in many ways. It is found by those who seek it like a treasure. This is what we talked about last week. Wisdom calls out to the children of God, inviting us to walk in her ways. Jesus' brother, James, the apostle, encourages the followers of Jesus to ask for wisdom with conviction and boldness. In James chapter 1, he says, if anyone's, anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives it generously. We've been looking at wisdom as applied knowledge, but also skillful work. We've been talking about it as a character trait of God. The scriptures describe wisdom as God's co-creator, and wisdom is woven into the very fabric of God's creation. We have a counterfeit problem when it comes to wisdom, because It's not just that good wisdom is crying out to us. If you interact with the world at all through media consumption, through the internet, through watching movies or television or reading books, you know that there is also a false voice. And we don't even really have to interact with that to hear that voice. Sometimes that false call, that that call towards folly or foolishness is, is coming from our own flesh, coming from within us. There's not just wisdom, there's counterfeit wisdom. According to the United States Department of Treasury, an estimated $70 million in counterfeit bills are in circulation, or approximately one note in counterfeits for every 10,000 in genuine currency. There's a really, um, there, there's, it's probably true that someone watching this video has handled counterfeit money. In our culture, we don't just have a counterfeit currency issue. We have a counterfeit information issue. Recently, words and phrases have come into our lexicon, into common usage in the English language that describe this. Phrases like alternative facts or fake news. 
describe this problem that we have. We know that the 2016 election was, was influenced in some way by outside sources bringing false information into places like Facebook and online uh, media uh, conglomerates. There was a a really interesting survey study done by Health Feedback, which is a bipartisan network of scientists who collectively assess the credibility of health media coverage. So their job is to look at how the media is coveraging health stories and to assess how true, how factually based this information is. So Health Feedback, this bipartisan network, They worked together with the Credibility Coalition to assess the top 100 most shared health-related articles on Facebook in 2018. So the the Credibility Coalition, along with Health Health Feedback, looked at the 100 most shared and liked Facebook stories that had to do with uh, health-related topics. What they found was that three quarters were found to be misleading or to include some false information. So of the 100 most shared health-related stories on Facebook, 75 of them were misleading or included false information. And of the 100 articles that were most liked and shared on Facebook in 2018, only three, three out of 100, three of the articles were found to be highly credible. We have an information crisis when it comes to counterfeit false narratives coming in. This isn't something new. This is an ancient problem that humans have always dealt with. The book of Proverbs presents us with two choices or two alternative voices. One is Lady Wisdom, calling out to the people of God. And the other is Lady Folly. And these two women are described in the book of Proverbs. This is sort of a meta-narrative that runs throughout Scripture. This false voice that's speaking words that seem like they're wise, but when you unpack them and when you search underneath and you discover that there's There's um, an ulterior motive to them. So think about the voice of the serpent in Genesis 3. Think about the words that are spoken when the people are are seeking to build a tower to God in Genesis 11 in the the Tower of Babel. Think about um, Babylon being personified as uh, a lady folly later in the scripture. So this is a through line that runs throughout the scriptures that describes this alternative voice that's crying out to confuse us, to seek us to go a different way. And often this voice sounds like wisdom, but it's not. Lady Fowley may sound like she's presenting us with truth or wisdom, but she's actually offering us a counterfeit version of reality. Her path may seem like the right path or the easier path or the more lucrative road to pursue, but her way, according to the scriptures, actually leads to death. She is the counterfeit voice calling out to us. So Proverbs chapter 7, starting in verse 1, begins to describe her voice. The writer of Proverbs says, My son, keep my words and treasure up my commandments within you. Keep my commandments and live. 
Keep my teaching as the apple of your eye. Remember, this is one of the definitions of wisdom, applied knowledge, the, the commandment of God that's put into action. So he's saying, keep my commandments and live. Verse 3, bind them on your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Did you ever, when you were in class, write notes on your hand if you didn't have a piece of paper or, or just have a pen and write something you don't want to forget? It's sort of what he's saying. When you find something wise, whatever you got to do, grab a pen and write it down on your hand so you don't forget it. Put it deeply in your heart. Treasure it up so it doesn't just go into that place in your mind where it's just forgotten and drifts away. In verse 4, he says, Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call insight your intimate friend to keep you from the forbidden woman. And this is where Lady Folly, the forbidden voice, is introduced to us. So the way that we avoid her is by keeping wisdom close to us. But he says, to keep you from the forbidden wisdom, from the adulteress with her smooth words. So this forbidden woman, the, the Lady Folly, she's speaking words that seem as if they're wise. They're smooth, but actually she's an adulteress seeking to seduce us into a false way. Now skipping forward in the chapter, picking up in verse 21, the writer says, with much seductive speech, she persuades him. This is a young man that she's calling out to on the street. He's walking by and this woman, this, this seductive woman is calling out, trying to ensnare him. With much seductive speech, she persuades him. With her smooth talk, she compels him. All at once, he follows her as an ox goes to the slaughter or as a stag is caught fast till an arrow pierces its liver as a bird rushes into a snare. He does not know that it will cost him his life. And now, O oh sons, listen to me and be attentive to the words of my mouth. Let not your heart turn aside to her ways. Do not stray into her paths. For many a victim has she laid low, and all her slain are a mighty throng. Her house is the way to Sheol, going down to the chambers of death. Just highlight this one verse with me for a moment. When he says in verse 26, For many a victim has she laid low, and all her slain are a mighty throng. None of us get to a point in life where we're above being tripped up by this voice. I don't care how long you've been walking with the Lord. I don't care how much wisdom you've stored up, what kind of degrees you have, what kind of number letters you have before your name. None of us attain a point of perfection where we can just confidently say that we no longer struggle with the voice of folly. Many a victim has she laid low, and all her slain are a mighty throng. And in fact, the scriptures present us with many examples of godly men and women who get tripped up even later in life. Think about Moses after walking with the Lord with so much power and so much wisdom for so long. He interacts, finally he gets to a point of frustration and anger where he beats the rock when God tells him to speak to it. He's tripped up by the seductive voice of anger. Or think about David, who's been this man after God's heart, who has danced mightily before the Lord, who has brought the tabernacle and the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem, has seen all of these victories, and is so easily seduced into not only adultery, 
but murder. Think about Solomon, who started off so well, seeking wisdom above all things, and later in life is tempted and goes in so many different directions, even worshiping false gods. So none of us are above this voice. None of us are past the point where we might be tripped up and stumble. And so we always need to approach every day with humility, understanding that folly trips up even the wisest of people. That's the end of chapter 7, and it's sort of, we're sort of left with this, this really um, terrifying reality that so many, so many of us so often are seduced by this voice. But then there's this sharp turn that the text takes that's so beautiful. And it introduces to us Proverbs 8, one of the most beautiful, powerful scriptures. It says in verse 1, and we're going to look at this more next week, does not wisdom call? It's sort of like, yeah, there's this voice that's crawling it to trip us up. But God has also put another voice in place who's also calling out. And just to make sure and 100% clear that the scriptures are not calling women because they're using, you know, the seductress as this sort of evil voice. Lady Wisdom is also feminine. And so it, this has nothing to do with femininity. These are just two personified characters that the scriptures are using. So Lady Wisdom is calling out, does not understanding raise her voice on the heights beside the way. At the crossroads she takes her stand beside the gates in front of the town. At the entrance of the portals she cries aloud. As we wrap up our service, before we go to the applicational part at the end and we conclude our service, take a moment and I want you to pause the video and just have a discussion or a time of reflection personally on the following questions. What does the word counterfeit mean? How might a person be tricked into believing something foolish is, is wise? And maybe, maybe make that personal. How might you be tricked into believing something foolish is actually wise? Or can you think of a time that happened to you? Who is someone in your, wife, in your life who exemplifies wisdom? And how can we tell between what is wise and what is foolish? So go ahead and, and have a conversation about this and then join us for the conclusion of our service today. Okay, as we come to the close of our morning service, I want to invite you to stand once again. What I've done here is written a little call and response, or read and response, responsive reading for us to do in reflecting on this morning's theme. I've titled this reflective reading, A Liturgy for Those Who Are Seeking Wisdom and Seeking to Avoid Folly. So how this is going to work as you stand, as families, or just uh, as an individual, I'll read the part that's labeled leader, and then you're going to read with me the part that's labeled people of God, and then at the end of it, there's a part that's together, and we'll read that together. So would you uh, read with me? Let's interact and engage in this way, and this is a liturgy for those who are seeking wisdom and seeking to avoid folly. It's a simple prayer for us to pray together out loud. You know, O oh Lord, how easily confused, tricked, and seduced we are into walking foolish paths. 
Teach us to walk your path of wisdom, Jesus. You know, O Lord, that in our wickedness, sometimes we even desire to walk the path of folly. Help us through your spirit to love you above all others and return to our first love in Christ. You are the source of all true wisdom. In Jesus Christ, all things are held together. We return to your voice of wisdom today, finding strength and purpose from your word. Amen. One point of application for us as we close out our time, one thing that I'd like each person to do this week is to seek discernment from someone who you consider to be a wise person. This is a really simple thing for you to do to put wisdom into practice this week. Find a time in your schedule, and I would suggest you do it now. Pull up your phone, calendar, whatever. Write it down when you're going to do it. Call up a friend or mentor and ask for wisdom regarding something important in your life. Pretty simple, right? Set aside time in your schedule and call up a friend or mentor, someone you consider to be a wise person, and specifically ask for discernment regarding something going on in your life that's of importance. This is one of the main ways that we avoid folly. One of the main ways that we avoid counterfeit wisdom or falsehood um, is, is to seek wisdom through the people that God has put into our life. And so I want to invite you to purposefully and intentionally do that this week. Once again, as we close our service for the benediction, I want you to open your hands. I want to invite you to open your hands into a posture of receiving. And let me speak these words from the book of Numbers, chapter 6, verses 24 to 26, as a blessing over you and your families. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I pray that you have a wonderful day. Go with God. May you walk in his wisdom today.